Learning new words is undoubtedly the foundation of learning any language. Expanding your vocabulary enhances your ability not only to express yourself, but also to understand others. Unfortunately, the way most language learners approach learning vocabulary can actually damage other areas of your language skills, including pronunciation and oral comprehension. In this episode, I'll show you how you can 10x your Spanish vocabulary the right way using audiobooks. Así que vamos a empezar. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marí. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 128. Welcome to episode 128 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I'm going to break down the exact steps you should follow if you want to 10x your Spanish vocabulary the right way. And the way I suggest to do that if you're at the intermediate level is by using audiobooks. Now, in last week's episode, I talked about three things you should stop doing at the intermediate level. So if you missed that episode, go back and check out episode 127 uh, from last week where I give you some hints and some suggestions for some things that may have served you at the beginner level but may no longer be working for you if you want to get to the next level with your Spanish. And this episode is really a continuation of that. One of the things I mentioned in episode 127 is that you should focus on content that was made for native Spanish speakers and not only content made for Spanish learners. So a great example of that is audiobooks. And I'll get into um, exactly how you can use audiobooks to improve your vocabulary. But I want to give you some uh, reasons for why this is a good approach and why other approaches might be failing. Now, you can really use these steps with any content that's intended for a native Spanish-speaking audience, whether that is music, like we talk about a lot on this podcast, uh, whether that might be news broadcast, although um, I would only recommend doing that if you're a news junkie and that's something you really enjoy, um, or if you're about to prepare for a trip to a certain country. I've mentioned that uh, before on other episodes about travel, that it's a great way to prepare for your trip and also increase your Spanish exposure if you just start following the news broadcast from the place that you're about to visit. So you can do this with other types of content, but I'm going to walk you through how to do it with audiobooks because I think this can be a really effective way uh, to begin to improve your vocabulary for several reasons. Uh, first, I want to talk about why other methods fail. Now, many language learners tend to rely on developing reading ability because it's often easier than speaking or trying to really develop your listening skills. Let's face it, a lot of us are really good at reading in Spanish when we first start learning. We start to recognize some of the words. There are a lot of cognates in Spanish and English, so words that are similar in both languages. So usually when we're reading, we can kind of figure out what's going on if we've had some exposure to the language. 
The problem with that is generally what happens when we follow this approach of just sort of reading uh, without having any um, audio component, we get to the point where we can understand words when we read them or when we see them, but we're completely lost when the same exact words are uttered by a native Spanish speaker or even sometimes another Spanish learner. And, you know, in my opinion, I've said this before on the podcast that, you know, languages that are no longer spoken are considered dead languages. So you don't want to make Spanish a dead language for you, where it's a language that for you only exists as a written language because you don't understand it when you hear it. So my approach to learning vocabulary always involves having that audio component so that you don't get stuck with sort of using your own internal voice uh, for your pronunciation. So for example, when we're reading, a lot of times we sort of read along in our head and we have our like sort of internal voice that we're reading with, if that makes sense. And a lot of times that voice is our own voice and that voice may not have perfect Spanish pronunciation. That voice doesn't necessarily know how words are linked together in Spanish. So when we're reading sentences, we don't really have a sense of what the true rhythm of that sentence would be if it was to be read aloud. Uh, this can be a real detriment to our listening comprehension skills, and it's what leads us to, again, having a vast amount of vocabulary that we ultimately cannot use. In his book, How to Learn a Foreign Language, linguist Paul Pemsler said, Speaking and reading are two very different activities, and though reading builds vocabulary, it may actually damage pronunciation. And again, you may have heard me reference Paul Pimsler before on the podcast. He actually uh, is a linguist. He's passed now, but you may be familiar with the name Pimsler because he has a program that I've recommended, especially for beginners that want to get started speaking. Um, it's an audio program that solely focuses on sort of listening and repeating and that approach to language learning. So um, he's very well-respected linguist in the field of language learning. And I think what he said here is key. You know, that even though reading is great for building vocabulary, that it can damage pronunciation. Uh, and again, that's due to the link between pronunciation and listening comprehension. So as a non-native Spanish speaker, it's really important that you don't follow this approach where you're only reading as a way to build vocabulary because that internal Spanish voice that you have is usually riddled with pronunciation errors and unnatural speech patterns. Luckily, audiobooks can actually help us bridge this gap. If you listen to an audiobook while reading along with the print or ebook version, you'll actually improve your vocabulary without getting the pronunciation wrong. And this is super important because when we start to read things and get used to this incorrect pronunciation, even if it's only in our heads, it's very difficult to break that pattern later. So you want, to, you want to have your first exposure to that word along with the audio so that you know the correct pronunciation from the beginning. You'll be able to tune your ear to hear Spanish and increase your exposure to new words, concepts, and interesting topics. Now, as I mentioned, you can do this with any audio content, especially where you have the transcript, but audiobooks just tend to be great uh, because you already have that written out transcript, so to speak, in the book itself. So you don't have to go searching for a transcript 
or looking for an audio source that has a transcript, an audiobook is professionally done, usually without very many errors because it's been um, they've been vetted by publishers, so you know you're getting quality content. Another plus to using audiobooks is not having to necessarily seek out a translation because you can often find an English version of the book that you're reading in Spanish. So that takes care of the need to find an English translation for other content that you may be looking for on your own. Um, and you'll easily be able to reference the English version if you need to really kind of figure out what's going on, right? If it's a fiction book, you'll want to keep track of the story. So you don't want to be completely lost and having to stop every two seconds to look up new words. So sometimes it's helpful just to have the English version close by um, as a companion. And something else that you can do is actually read the English version first, you know, because then you'll know what the story is about. Um, that's why I often recommend if you have a favorite book in English that you've read maybe more than once, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Um, I tend to like nonfiction, but I would, that's why I suggest you read what you're interested in. Uh, but if it's a book you've already read in English, so you know the story pretty well, that's a perfect candidate for a book to get in Spanish because you don't have to struggle with trying to figure out what's going on and you can focus solely on building your vocabulary and as a side benefit, your listening comprehension as well. The other great thing about books is that books generally tell stories. So even if it's a nonfiction book, there's usually, if, there's, if it's a good book, you'll notice that you'll usually find these same elements of stories and these types of narratives really help keep us interested, engaged, motivated to learn more. And oh, by the way, they also help our memory, which is perfect when you're trying to learn vocabulary. How many times have you learned a word or a phrase and then you heard it again and you were like, oh my gosh, I should know this. I know I've heard this before. I should know what this word means. Why can't I remember? So anytime you can um, have some type of hack that can help you tap into your brain's natural ability to uh, remember things and be able to recall them, uh, that is a real benefit when you're learning vocabulary. And this is something that is um, a benefit to using a narrative or a story versus just, you know, picking a word list and learning through flashcards or just saying, I just want to learn, you know, 20 words today. And you pick 20 random words because someone said they're frequently used, but that's great, but you don't have any context. So having the story also provides a context, which helps us remember new vocabulary a lot better. So all of these are pluses for language learning, which is why I think audiobooks are a unique uh, tool that you can use to really help you build your vocabulary and not create pronunciation errors. So how do you find audiobooks? Now, audiobooks, again, are just the narrated version of a written work, and they really have increased in popularity and availability over the last few years. So there are so many titles that you can find in Spanish. Uh, even if you go to the local library, they might even have a section of books on CD. How ancient is that? But they still do exist in some libraries. A lot of libraries also have an online version of their catalog, uh, at least the public libraries here in the U.S., where you can actually um, rent or borrow. I guess that's the better word. You're not renting videos from Blockbuster, another dated reference. <laughs> but you can borrow books uh, digitally. 
and you can uh, borrow ebooks that way and some of them also have audiobooks. So I recommend the first place you go is your local library. That's probably going to be the cheapest way to do this because it's free. Uh, and see what digital resources are available on your library's website and if you can borrow audiobooks from there. Now, if you can't find a great selection at your local public library, there are services like audible.com and audiobooks.com where you have access to a catalog of over 4,000 audiobooks in Spanish covering a variety of genres and topics. So any book that's on the New York Times bestseller list, most likely you will see a Spanish version of that. And for many of them, you can find the audiobook as well. Now, many of these services are monthly subscription services. Uh, they don't usually allow you just to buy one book at a time. But if you want to check out Audible in particular, go to our show notes page at learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 128. And you'll be able to get um, a link if you click on the link on the show notes page. That will give you access to a free audiobook. So you have 30 days to explore it absolutely free. So if you're not already a member of Audible, uh, go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash 128 and download your free audiobook with our special link. Now, how do you pick an audiobook to start with? So some people might find the idea of reading and even listening to books not super exciting, but I assure you there is something for everyone. And if you listen to a podcast like this one or other podcasts, then audio content is perfect for you. So you're already used to consuming content this way. So audiobooks are not much different. Um, in fact, many of the audiobook uh, apps now also have podcasts. So they're really, they really go hand in hand. So if you like podcasts, you'll probably also enjoy the experience of listening to an audiobook. Uh, like I suggested, pick something that's interesting to you whether it's mysteries, self-development books, personal finances. If you're an entrepreneur, you can listen to books about building business. There's so much available. Whatever you're into, I know you can find a book that meets your needs. Now, if you're a beginner, and I know I mentioned at the beginning, this, this technique works a lot better at the intermediate level. But if you're more at the advanced beginner level and you still want to test this out, I would try looking for shorter books or even children's books can be good sometimes uh, if you're at the beginner level and especially if you're also learning Spanish with your children and exposing them to the language. Finding an audiobook story that you can listen to together as a family uh, is also a great way to um, increase exposure to Spanish for other members of your household. But just try uh, a book that's a lot shorter, that has vocabulary that's a bit simpler, and again, something that you're probably already familiar with in English, and you can even give this a try at the advanced beginner level. Now, the good thing about a service like Audible, let's say you pick a book and you don't like it. If you're, if you're listening to a book and you don't like it for some reason, you're like, I just don't understand this narrator. I don't like the way they're talking. It's not making sense to me. Um, many services, especially I know Audible, allows you to exchange the book at a later time. So if you, if you start listening to it and it's not like your favorite thing, you can always try something else. I suggest that you, you also just pick one book at a time to start with. Uh, because you're going to be doing a lot of repetition for this and it might take you a while to get through it depending on how long the book is. So you need to make sure you pick a book that you really like so you can give it your full attention. So you can potentially get weeks and weeks, if not months, of listening practice and 
uh, vocabulary building out of just one book. You could easily learn hundreds of words from one book. So it's a great way to build your vocabulary in context. So let's talk about how you use audiobooks to actually build your vocabulary. The first thing you need to do, which is an obvious step, is download the audiobook. And this is important to make sure it's on your device so that you don't have to worry about having a Wi-Fi connection when it comes time for you to study. Uh, you can just have the MP3 file downloaded so that you're ready to get started. Uh, the second thing is you want to also get the text. Now, as I mentioned, you can get the digital or hard copy, uh, which is the written version of the book, which basically serves as your transcript for the audio. This will make it much easier for you to recognize new vocabulary as you see it um, and also be able to highlight and take notes uh, of any vocabulary that you're learning as you go through. Many titles on Audible actually also have the Kindle ebook version at a discount, so make sure you look for those to take advantage of that. I sometimes like to just have the physical book in hand because I like to also read along and I like to highlight sometimes and make notes, so uh, whatever is your preference as long as you have that written version of the audiobook. The next step is to pace yourself. You'll want to determine the pace at which you're going to go through the audiobook. Now, I know it can be tempting to binge listen to a four hour or 10 hour audiobook on a rainy weekend or while you're traveling. And this is great for passive listening. But to get the true value out of the audiobook from a learning perspective, it's important to listen to the book one section at a time. Now, the length of the section is going to depend on your Spanish level the difficulty of the content, so how many new words are there in each section, how much do you have to you know, stop and go back and look up words, and the amount of time you can dedicate to each study session. Now, I generally recommend using small sections that are no more than about five minutes of audio at a time. This will help you keep your study sessions short. They should ideally be around 20 or 30 minutes. You don't wanna really push it much longer than an hour. And depending on the book, your sections most likely won't be the whole chapter. So even though books are already broken down great into chapters for us, you, you might not get through the whole chapter depending on the book. And that's perfectly okay. You want to make sure you have uh, sections that are short enough that you can digest the content and also listen to the story while you're building your vocabulary. Now, if you find yourself breezing through the book and you don't hear any new words, meaning things that you don't understand 100%, you might need to pick a more challenging book. So especially if you're at the intermediate level and you start out with a children's book because you're intimidated by the idea of, of listening to an audiobook, uh, it, it may be a sign that you need to pick something a little more difficult if you're not hearing any new vocabulary. It's really not going to help you um, serve your purpose, although you can certainly listen to it for enjoyment. Now, the next step is, you know, once you've decided on the length of your sections, which again, you may adjust after your first study session, after you actually start listening to the book and you'll get a, an idea of the speed of the narrator and your comfort level with the subject matter. Uh, but you want to first listen to the section that you've chosen without reading along or without looking up any words at first, just to see how much you understand and that you get the gist of what the book is about or that particular section is about. So what this will look like is you'll sit down, you'll go through the first five minutes, for example, uh, you'll listen to that and just see how it goes and, and test out to see how much you understand the first time you listen. After you get to the end of that section, you're gonna stop 
and then you're going to listen again. So again, you're going to repeat that same five minute section while you read along with the printed or written version of the book. You want to do this several times and take note of any words you don't know. My rule of thumb about this is that if you see a word and you only kind of understand it, like, oh, I can figure out what it means, but you're not comfortable with using the word yourself in a conversation, then write that word down. And also remember to look up any phrases and note the meaning of the word in context. So how it's actually used within the sentence. So, you know, sometimes words that are around the word can change the meaning or how it's used. So I would recommend that you note down the full sentence with the unfamiliar word or phrase so that when you're going back to look up the vocabulary, you'll have that context with you. It's really important because uh, sometimes when you go to look up words, they will give you maybe five or six different meanings. And it's really important to know the context so that you can understand how it's being used. And this is super important for comprehension uh, because there is such variety in the language. So make sure you write down any new vocabulary as you read along and you include the context that it's used in. Next, you want to make some flashcards. Now, you might have a different preference for how you like to review vocabulary. Some people like using, uh, there's an app called Anki. There's also Quizlet, which I prefer because uh, it, it actually does put the audio in there for you uh, with your flashcards. So you don't have to go searching for audio, even though you are, of course, listening to the book. It's great when you're just reviewing the vocabulary on its own to also be able to reinforce that with the audio. Uh, so you can look up vocabulary in a good online dictionary. I like wordreference.com. Uh, that one is pretty much no frills. There's not a lot of ads and other crazy things on there. And you can just get to uh, the words that you're looking for. And they usually have pretty good definitions with uh, different contexts and sometimes how the words are used in different countries. So knowing sort of where your book is from, maybe where the author is from, can also help when you're trying to figure out the meaning of words and context. Uh, you can also rely on the English version of the book uh, instead of going to look up individual words because you should be able to figure it out from there. Uh, but you don't have to rely on that because sometimes these translations are not always direct translations. So it might be difficult to figure out exactly which word or phrase um, corresponds with the word you don't know. So it's always good to just verify it by looking it up in a dictionary like wordreference.com. So once you have a, a pretty good list, you want to put all your new vocabulary words somewhere that, where they'll be easy for you to review. So whether that's a word list that you write down in a book, some people like to write, some people like to type things out. Um, like I mentioned, you can use a Quizlet, um, an app like Quizlet, because you can review flashcards and they also have quizzes that are built in, which I guess is why it's called Quizlet, um, where after you make your flashcards, you can then sort of quiz yourself by using like a multiple choice quiz or a fill in the blank quiz. So it's really a custom uh, vocabulary test that you can create for yourself using the app. And it's super easy. You just have to pop in the words. And actually, if you go to the show notes page, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 128, um, I have a whole article where I sort of break down how you can create a flashcard deck and some hacks for how how to do that. So check out the show notes page if you haven't done this before, but it's a lot easier than you might be thinking if you haven't used an app like this before. Uh, and it makes it really, really easy and it's a powerful way to review vocabulary. So make sure you come up with however you want to keep track of that new vocabulary that you're learning. 
and you'll want to review the vocabulary several times between listening sessions. So after you listen to uh, the book, so again, you're going to pick that one section, you'll listen to about five minutes, note down any new words, uh, put them in a format that's easy for you to review, and then you want to take a break. Believe it or not, breaks are super important. <laughs> and a lot of people negate this uh, idea of taking a break and doing review, and they just want to keep going, keep going. But that's exactly the wrong way to do this. This is the mistake that you may have been making before, which is why you're not retaining the vocabulary that you're learning. Now, the great thing about using a source like an audiobook is that often you'll find that words are repeated. So especially, um, you know, if it's about a particular topic, some of these words that you're learning will be repeated later in the audiobook. So there will be some natural repetition built into this process. So you don't have to stress about it too much and getting like the perfect space repetition schedule for reviewing your flashcards. Uh, but it is good to make sure you slow down take a break after you do these steps and then in between now so after you finish your first session and the next time you listen to the book again you want to review these words regularly so if you do it once or twice a day that's great depending on how many words you have uh, and this is also a great way to gauge is your section too short is it too long if you have a list of about 50 words after five minutes of the book you you can make some decisions you might say, okay, maybe I need to start with shorter sections and maybe you reduce it to maybe three minutes because you're going to have a lot of vocabulary to review. Uh, or you might just say, you know, maybe I need to pick a less challenging book because this will take me forever. <laughs> I know I did this once when I actually had jury duty and I had a book, this was years ago, and it was actually The Alchemist, but the Spanish version, El Alquimista. And I was sitting there and I was writing out you know, the words I didn't understand as I was reading through the chapter, as I was waiting to be called for jury duty. And I think I had got through maybe three pages of the book and I had, I don't know, I had went through in my little notebook, one of those like little small notebooks that you can fit in your purse. Uh, I had like, I had filled up two pages with words <laughs> and I'd only got through a few pages of the book. So at that time I decided, okay, you know what? this is tedious and painful and I really love the book in English but at that time my Spanish level wasn't high enough for that to be an enjoyable experience so if you're finding that you don't know any of the words maybe um, pick a simpler title or again maybe just do shorter sections it'll be a little bit more tedious that way but again the idea is to build your vocabulary not to just try to try to skate by um, this is how you do it through this process. So you have to be intentional, you have to focus, um, and you have to really review those words that you don't know. So after you spend a few sessions reviewing that vocabulary, quizzing yourself on it, you're going to rinse and repeat, okay? So in your next study session, after you've reviewed your flashcards a few times, you're going to start by listening to that same section again from the beginning. So see, it's important that this is a book that you like because you're going to be doing a lot of repetition with it. You will start to recognize more of the words and concepts when you listen to this section again. And you're going to listen to it just like you did before the first time without reading along uh, because you're really trying to test yourself to see did you pick up and remember some of that vocabulary now that you're hearing it again in context. 
So try to space out your study sessions so that you have enough time to review your vocabulary at least five times. So as you go through and do your review, again, you can do it twice a day, take five or 10 minutes, review your flashcards, uh, quiz yourself, write sentences with the words, however you like to review vocabulary. Make sure you experiment and see what really sticks for you and helps you memorize words better, but try some of these things out. And after you've reviewed the words about five times, they should start to become boring to you. That's how you know that you're really learning them because they should be second nature. This should be now part of your vocabulary that you can use. And when you go back and listen to this section again, things should be a lot clearer. And after you do that and you feel comfortable, you can move on to the next section of the book. So that next five minute chunk or however you've decided to break it down and repeat the process until you finish the book. So that is the process for how to 10X your Spanish vocabulary using audiobooks. With this type of methodical approach, you will definitely retain and learn all new vocabulary without just skimming or getting by as you listen to the book. In the end, you'll have learned a lot of new vocabulary. You'll know how to use it in context and how to pronounce it correctly. And if you picked a good book, you'll also have a great conversation topic to talk to your friends that speak Spanish about or your tutor or Spanish language coach. So you can also supplement this uh, by booking a private lesson, a one-on-one -on -one lesson with a Spanish tutor. Or of course, I always recommend a member of the Spanish Con Salsa team because we have just the best team around. Very engaging, will help you loosen up your tongue if you've never spoken Spanish before. And if you're following this process and you're uh, reading an audiobook, it's great to be able to discuss that and you'll also be improving your conversation skills if you incorporate having discussions about the book as you go through each chapter in conversation. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know. I want to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram at Learn Spanish Con Salsa and let me know which audiobook you are going to choose to start this process. Uh, summertime, you probably have vacation. You'll probably be spending time on a plane somewhere, hopefully, or in a car or in a train going somewhere where you have a lot of time to sit down with some headphones. This is a great activity for summer uh, to add to your summer reading list, a book in Spanish, and really improve your vocabulary as you go along. So send me a DM on Instagram at Learn Spanish Con Salsa. Let me know which book you chose. And I'd be interested to hear about what's on your summer reading list uh, in Espanol. As always, I hope that something you heard in this episode has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. Salsa.com.